then a week where Robbie Nielsen seemed to listen and everything actually went quite well. We're all just a bit shocked, if I'm honest. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Paddy and Hammy. Together we are a very broken Hearts Club band. (laughs) I'm back. Craig Halkett is back and the Hearts are bloody back and all. Uh, What a week. Um, No Simon and Cameron, though. Just absolute shambles. Um, A change in formation doing wonders. Who'd have thought it? Hey, Hammy. It's amazing, eh? It's not like we've been saying it off-season, maybe? I mean... Probably with absolute venom the last sort of two months this year we've been really saying it, but mm-hmm. yeah, we, we we actually looked better, we played better, we uh, I think we had a lot more chances as well. I, I don't actually have the stats to back any of that up, but it definitely seemed that way. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was quality. We'll come on to talk about that game. Yeah. Um, I, as someone that has, kind of takes notes of anything noteworthy on Twitter. Um, to fill a chunk of this podcast every week, I can categoric- categorically tell you that the past week has been the quietest week of hearts <laughs> all season <laughs> of the park. Literally, <laughs> literally nothing. Uh, a couple of wee hangs. Well, one that just came out in the last couple of hours, uh, Paddy, Mr. Andrew William Halliday has been offered a contract uh, of two years. What's your initial thoughts on that? It wouldn't be a Monday if the Hearts fan base wasn't divided by something. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's all right. Um, I kind of, I'm not sitting on the fence with it, but he's a decent backup player. But I also agree with the tweet I seen that was put in the group chat about why are we not giving players like Finlay Pollock a chance as well? Now I get Halliday can play a number of positions, but. We're sending all these young players out on loan. Surely they'd be expected to come back and at least have a chance mm-hmm. under the new manager in the summer because it definitely wouldn't happen under Robbie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> That's all fair enough, Barry. Hammy, what, what's your thoughts on it? I am sort of in the same boat. I think we we vaguely talked about it a few podcasts ago. Uh, uh, hello, 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 hello. And I think... Um, <laughs> we are I the Gorgie that... boys. <laughs> <laughs> Section in. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think my general consensus was, you know, like he's a decent player, decent player to have around. He's plays in a few different positions, and we need that sort of depth. But mm-hmm. I'm also very much like I take what Paddy's saying. We've got youngsters there. Um, also, I, don't know, I sort of feel like we can do a wee bit better than Andy yeah. Halliday as backup. Mm-hmm. But you know what? If he's happy to, from what I've I've read him kick back anyway that. There's a few players say a few people saying he's he's on a, he's on less money now, um, mm-hmm. and he's uh, a contract that is more bonus sort of uh, orientated. If he's on a bit, if he's on you know a low enough wage, he's there to make up the numbers and come in when he needs to. Then you know fair enough, but yeah, it's, it's a it's a weird one. If that mm-hmm. contract situation is uh, is actually what it is and it's a bonus, that makes that deal a lot better. Yeah, aye. Yeah. And Joe Savage is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree entirely. As long as he's on less money and it is all incentivized stuff, then fair enough. Because looking at it now, very good chance we're going to be in Europe next season. You're going to need to beef out the squad. So even if Halliday's just in there for rotations, and you might still see youngsters coming through. Let's not give up on our youth academy quite yet. <laughs> I think as well with Halliday... You know, you've got to have a player that's sort of willing to be a bit of a bench warmer. There's probably not a lot mm-hmm. of players out there willing to do that. Whereas, yeah. I'm sure Halliday's, you know, he's experienced enough to realise that he's not going to be starting every week. So he's obviously happy to have that role. So again, mm-hmm. fair enough. Yeah, exactly. And what's mad is he's younger than you, Hammy. Tailing <laughs> 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 oh. <Yeah>. off. <laughs> We should be happy as podcasters, though, that you can make it as a second career in football. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Eh? It's good PR for the hearts as well. Andy <laughs> yeah. Um, aye, Andy Halliday. Fair enough, hearts. Fair enough. Um, what about Haring, though? That's another question. I don't. I hope that's not one of the questions you're about to ask, Jarvie. But it's not. Peter, Peter Haring. I would. 
wouldn't mind seeing him get offered the contract, but I don't think it's yeah. going to happen. No, you do wonder now. You do wonder now if he's been offered a contract and he's turned it down. The club's been very quiet on all fronts, haven't they, Hammy? Yeah, I think, well, Robin Nielsen was, he sort of said that um, they're still trying to make a decision on Peter Haring. I get very strong Jamie Walker vibes for Peter Haring. Like, <laughs> like Nielsen just doesn't seem to fancy Haring. It might be, a, I mean, I think Haring's a quality player. I really do, but I just think the way that Nielsen plays his team and sets up his team, it's not getting the best out of Haring as well, which adds to it. So we've seen Haring have a couple of really good games and a couple of really poor games as well. So hmm. But I, I don't think that's necessarily on Haring's fault. I just think the way we play doesn't suit him. So I could yeah. see him leaving, if I'm honest with you. I think it would be a bit of a loss. Um, yeah. He's got mm-hmm. great technique, great passing, but we... Uh, we don't do that as much anymore, unless it's <laughs> sideways, sideways passes and back yeah. passes. I just see Nielsen screaming at Haring. Stop the long ball. Stop looking forward. Aye. I think the other sign was, and I think it's been mentioned on the podcast before, is the signing of Toby Sibick. That's like a, almost feels like he was brought in to be a replacement for Haring now. Yeah, I missed, um, missed the podcast last week. Um, well done, Paddy, for, for hosting. Um, what was that? That was coming off the back of the... It was one of the losses. We got St. Beat. Johnston. St. Johnston. Aye. At the back of the St. Johnston game, which I did see. Um, and I, I thought, uh, following that, Civic's got to get dropped here. Um, this has really not been great. Has he? Yeah, I think... He's... Apart for the Hibs game. Man of the match in the Hibs game. Otherwise... <laughs> Came out. I, I think the again the sort of that sort of back right centre back position that he got chucked into. He's he's not looking great. I mentioned it before. The ball is coming up on right on top of him. He doesn't he doesn't mm-hmm. seem to attack the ball. And you need that as a centre back. Um, and he's very good with the ball at his feet though. So it's mm-hmm. uh, but he just he did. He seemed a bit out of place when he was playing there. So I was glad to see him see him drop this as well as it meant we went back to back four as well. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely more a central midfielder than a defender. Yeah, he does. He was playing as a right-sided centre back, part of a back three at Barnsley. That's kind of what what Robin Nielsen said we signed him for. Um, so kind of that's that's John Suter's position. It's more of a Suter replacement. But yeah, now you're looking kind of down a bracket and thinking, well, actually, are you more of a Haring replacement, son? Do we need to go and sign ourselves another centre back, like big marquee centre back in the summer? I think no, we need to sign two. Oh yeah, I'd agree. Agree entirely. So, but hey, Craig Halkett's back, so maybe we just need one at the back. Yeah, the guy's an absolute <laughs> hero. Absolute hero. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll come on. Yeah, Civic didn't feature. He never even came on, did he? Against St Mirren. No. No. So, all right, we'll talk about the St Mirren game, and uh, that's so that'll be the end of Civic. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. And if we go to a back four, then he could be kept outside now for the foreseeable. I or played in midfield. Yeah, but is he going to get his game over Benny Devlin? Devlin got another yellow, so he'll be suspended at some point soon. <laughs> exactly. Again. True. True. Um, Moving on from one Simmerin game uh, to another, uh, we have got Simmerin in the quarterfinals of the Scottish Cup, as you know. It's a 7.45 kickoff on a Saturday night uh, on my birthday. Absolute scenes. Um, but all going to sit together. We're all going to get right reeking beforehand, and it's going to be a good day. Um, but my dad has described the scheduling of this game as a disgrace, and he's called it a young man's fixture. <laughs> that, we're not young men though <laughs> right. well, that'll be that'll be late for me I'll be tired by the end of it sure. um, but yeah it's unusual I can't think the last time we had a late Saturday night kickoff. Like oh, it's, um, it's a very Wednesday Champions League fixture <laughs> I'm sorry not fixtures I'm here in Dunny playing the Champions League Hearts though Hearts though one day yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? But look forward to it. Um, we've got nothing to fear after going and, and hammering them in Paisley. So, um, Masters football is making a return in the summer. 
Um, and if you're a, a young man or, or woman, you might not know what that means, but maybe your old dad's mentioned the tenant six eights, uh, a six-a-side league of ex-pros, normally with big beer bellies, but loads of ability. Uh, it's been held in the summer in Glasgow. It will feature teams from down south as well as Celtic and Rangers. Uh, Hearts, sadly, are not one of the teams, but we can dream. Um, and this week, Hammy, we've asked you to dream, and we've asked you to name your, your uh, six-a-side team ex-pros, the kind of only terms being it's got to be realistic. They've got to be relatively recently retired. John Robertson probably wouldn't count. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, whatever formation you want, try and explain it to us. And I think what we're going to do is everyone's going to have a shot each week and then we can go to the polls and see who has chosen the best six-a-side team. So on you go. So... I am going to go with a formation of two-two-one. Uh, nice. Just just made that up there now. Just thinking about it, I was just going to go <laughs> all Daniel Stendel and just all strikers. But let's put a bit <laughs> in it. In goals, I really wanted to do Anti Niemi, right? But he's forty-nine year old, and I could not for the life of me find out what he does anymore. He just <laughs> seems to have disappeared off planet, uh, planet Earth. I used so, this joke a couple of weeks ago, but he's only twenty-eight. Oh. <laughs> that had to be said. You just literally said what age Annie uh, You didn't leave me with any option. <laughs> anyway, I've now went with who I think is one of the better recent keepers we've had. It was Marin Kello. Uh, right. He's only 39. I looked in, you need to be over the age of 35, apparently, for the Masters. So 39, oh, really? goalkeeping okay. coach, so he's still keeping fit. Mm-hmm. Um, in defence, I said I would go for two, didn't I? So I think we should get Gary Locke playing. Um, he's only forty-six, mm-hmm. so he could still he could still do a job. I think um, ball playing defender, ball playing yeah. defender. He's yeah. ambassador, so let's get him working for his wage as well. <laughs> um, and my other defender it was going to be uh, a bit older this one, but just because I love him, Pasquale Bruno. Oh yeah, I bet, I bet he's still fit. Oh, he's, oh aye, he's already right. also a psychopath. Like <laughs> unbelievable. You take it so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, midfield, I am gonna go with uh, one Thomas Flugel, just because I love Thomas Flugel, and also I I wanted to see Rudy Scatcher, but I think that's too obvious, and I think he's got better things to do. He <laughs> looks like he just enjoys sitting on the beach nowadays rather than bothering yeah. on his arse with football. So I'm going to go with a, a very able deputy and uh, Neil McFarlane. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> nice. He's just great. I just, I've always loved Neil McFarlane. <laughs> for the younger audience out there, Neil McFarlane's looked 45 for his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the sort of player I could see at this. Um, and up front, I did find this quite difficult. I've got so many names written down, but I think I'm going to go with Stephen Elliott. Oh, oh I like a that. Great yeah. shout, Hammy. Great shout. Yeah, that's brilliant. He's still passionate about the club as well. If you follow yeah, him, he's Twitter. always on Twitter about it. So I think he would be up for it. Um, some of the other names, very good strikers, but yeah, Stephen Elliott is young as well. He's only 38. So. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah, <laughs> that's super. That's a good team, Hammy. It's funny because I'd, I'd pick a literally an, an entirely different team. That's a good thing with it. Say we've got so many, every one of those players are cult heroes, maybe a, a club legend or two. Um, but there's plenty in the bag, isn't there? Yeah, it's good fun. This <laughs> so, Paddy, you, you were away all weekend, but there you go, that's how you do it. <laughs> well, uh, you I can't can do complain with that team either. That's that's phenomenal. Yeah, it, it, they'd won it. <laughs> nah, you told so. You told so. Uh, so there you go. You can do yours next week, Paddy. Okay. Like I said, we'll do one a week, and then we'll go to the polls. Um, good. So before we speak about the football, just to to keep trying to fill out this hour for you, listener. <laughs> one more thing. Uh, we previously had. Barry McHyde or lower, but I've put together something even better. Yes, a little game called David Abua or Bust. <laughs> <laughs> All stats according are according to London Hearts, so don't at me. 
Uh, David Abua, according to them, featured 103 times for Hearts in all competitions, each time as good as the last. Um, so here are some of some player names, and I simply want to know if you believe that they had um, more or less higher or lower appearances than David Abua at 103. Uh, I guess that the name of the title, David Abua or Bust, would insinuate that if you get it wrong, you're out, you're bust, but just keep playing. <laughs> Right, player number one, uh, same era and the same man in that famous "haha, that's gangster" clip, Mister David Templeton. He played plenty, didn't he? But he had his injury problems. Higher or lower? One hundred and three appearances. I'm going to say higher. I must be higher, surely. The answer is lower. Oh, yeah, it's close, very close. Ninety-three appearances for David Templeton. Mental. Yeah, never quite hit the hundred appearance oh, mark. I don't, I don't know how many years he was at Hearts, but it was a good, good while. Um, but I, those legs of his, eh? <laughs> um, <clears throat> here's one for you, Craig Halkett. He never missed a minute last season. That's a chunk of games, and he's been at the club since the summer of 2019. What do you reckon, higher or lower? Um, that's three seasons, cup run. Higher, lower. Well done, Hammy is correct on this one. It is lower. 90 appearances, which means in 10 games' time, we're going to have a sellout Tin Castle for Craig Halkett's 100 appearance testimonial game. <laughs> <laughs> you deserve it. Um, right, number three, a silky Spaniard whose career spanned almost four years, but he was in and out. One of your favourite players, I think, Paddy. Ruben Palazuelos, higher or lower? Um, one of my favourite players. He's not making my ten and six. I'll spoil that <laughs> for next week. <laughs> we got uh, culture in your sixties. He was actually no. To be fair, he was when we had him. He probably was one of the more technical gifted players we did have mm-hmm. at the time. But that's also because we were getting run into the ground. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lower, I'm going to say lower because I don't. I remember him being quite injury prone, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Hammy, higher or lower? Um, I feel like he was there forever, so I'm going to say higher. Yeah, it was four years. It's higher. A remarkable 127 appearances. Oh, oh I didn't think that higher. <laughs> incredible, eh? Incredible. Wow. Um, Right, fourth, last but not least, what about a young Englishman who was injured all the time? <laughs> and Andrew Driver, higher or lower? Lower, uh, higher, but I've been wrong the last with the last three, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm I, I'm going to go higher as well. Again, he's, I think he was there for quite a long time. Yeah, fair enough. You're you're both right, but I was trying to trick you. He was at Hearts for six and a half years. He was at Hearts. So. That, that's first team, though. He was play, he played youth level as well. So. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had 169 appearances. Yeah, I was um, going to say. But yeah, I, I was surprised it was that many. Um, yeah, but right over six and a half years, you're going to pick up appearances here and there. So <laughs> he managed to soldier through it. Um, so that, there you go. Uh, well done, Hammy. I think you clearly won there. <laughs> Safe to say. <laughs> right, football, football. We beat St. Mirren. Um, Harry, there was loads of changes. It was like six or something with players returning from injury and COVID and a change in bloody shape, wasn't it? Yeah, six changes to the team. Um, um, a different formation as well. A 4 2 3 1, I'm led to believe, was the formation yeah. we played. Um, I was watching highlights earlier and I was trying to work it out um, as players still seem to be here, there and everywhere at times. Um, but uh, 4-2-3-1 seems to have worked. It seems to have worked well. We had Kingsley, Halkett, Shooter and Atkinson at the back. And then in midfield, you had Cammy Devlin, Benny Beningamy, Gary Mackay, Stephen, Woodburn and Barry Mackay behind Boyce up front. Um, a team... I mean, I saw Woodburn starting and I was a bit like, meh. Mm. Um, 
and but other than that, it was probably maybe there could have been an argument for Sims starting over Boyce, and well, I'm sure we'll get into it about Boyce. Yeah. But, um, it was probably my what my team that I would have picked other than those two. I think. I, yeah. What has Mark and F done to Robbie Nielsen? <laughs> you're now playing a formation that he could play in, yeah, and you're still not getting a chance. Aye, Mark and F could easily slot in there as, but I think that the front, the front three behind Boyce pretty much rotated throughout. As we established two weeks ago, Robbie Nielsen's lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they were rotating. Chuck Mark and F in there instead of Woodburn. Eh? Christ, get him a chance. <laughs> Yeah, Mackay out wide right, switching with Mackay Stephen and then McInef in behind the, the mm. striker, I think would have been better. It's probably, I mean, maybe Ginelli as well. Ginelli McInef, I would have had in front of Woodburn, but yeah, yeah we won. I did, in a way, I was kind of happy to see Woodburn there because I felt like we needed to see him start, even if it's one last time, to have a proper look at him and make a decision like, are you worth? A contract, you know, coming in one of the kind of mid to higher paid players. Do you have that potential and that ability? And I think the answer is no now, isn't it? I do think he's had a lot of chances. Um and it's annoying because we, I think we talked about last week with his contract as well. There's ine- inevitably there is gonna a good player in there who's been picked for Wales and Liverpool. But mm-hmm. I think if the, the, I, it must be you know, soul destroying, especially for Mark and Effie, even for like Ginelli, um, and I guess to a lesser extent Sims that they can't get in in front of Woodburn, who's really done nothing all season, other than obviously his great game against Dundee United, where yeah, I thought here we go, here's the player I thought was going to get top goal scorer. Uh, <laughs> yep, yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, um, Scottish football just doesn't work for our folk. It's like. Uh, <laughs> What was it? One of the Longstaff brothers it was at Aberdeen. You probably seen. Aye, and Newcastle cut his loan six months short. Yeah, and he said it's because they it's just so direct up there. The ball's just getting punted right over my head all the time. And it was it fuck. He was just he couldn't cut it up here. It's just the same as Woodburn. I do think I do think players like that think they can come up and just stroll, and that's yeah. that's not how Scottish football works. You'll end up never playing again because somebody will just go through you. Yep, exactly. It's the, the uneducated youth. <laughs> <laughs> to come up here with an extra stone of muscle because it's so much more physical. So much more physical. Um, but aye, that's Ben Woodburn cancelled. Um, wanted, to, wanted to talk about Stephen Kingsley <clears throat> early doors here. I think you you'd said, Hammy, while you were um, at the who was it, the Livingston game, the cup yep. game, that how just how good he looked when he was playing out wide. And I think we saw quite clearly against St Mirren that Stephen Kingsley is by far the best kind of left fullback slash left wing back we have at the club. Yeah, agreed. And we don't utilise him properly when he's a left centre back in a back three. Yeah. Like his best part, of, like he could defend really well, but going forward, he's great. Oh, he's so good down the wing. And he's, he's just such a good crosser of the ball. Yeah, uh, man. Ten crosses against St. John uh, St. Mirren. Five completed. That's an excellent ratio for a winger. And we'll, we'll go on to speak about Boyce. You saw they, they were perfect balls for Boyce. Shame he couldn't do anything with them. Um, so I, I just, I do worry with Kingsley. When you see, if Kingsley goes down and like the physio like, rolls up his shorts or whatever, he's covered in bandages and scars. <laughs> And you have to remember, Kingsley missed, it was like just about two years of football, not long before he came to Hearts. Um, like he he has had some serious, serious injuries. And I do think he's a bit more protected as a left-sided centre-back. I don't think he's got, you know, three seasons ahead of him as a wing-back. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but the reason Hearts have him is because of that two years he never played football. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, otherwise yeah. we would not have him. <clears throat> Aye. That is very true. If that injury ever happens, yeah, I mean, he'd be playing in the English Championship at least, that's for sure. I mean, given Scottish left-backs in England, they'd be playing playing for the Champions League club, probably. <laughs> yeah. Who's it? Who doesn't have a Scottish left-back? Chelsea. <laughs> exactly. Chelsea. <laughs> they just lost a cup final. Woo! <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, Kingsley, very good, very good football. <laughs> can you say? Uh, in comparison to to GMS, Hammy, just to, to single him out here, uh, GMS, who was obviously playing in a more advanced role than him, had eight crosses on the day, one complete. Um, to be fair, that one complete was another smashing ball to boys who done nothing with it. Um, what did you think of GMS's performance in general? Um, I think it was very much like all his other performances have been lately. Um, nothing seemed to be coming off with him. I, I honestly think the switching of the wingers and putting him here, there and everywhere just doesn't suit him. He, does, he seems like a bit of a confidence player as well. He needs a wee bit of a run to get going. And But um, I don't think there's really anyone I would play ahead of him at the moment. He's... Mm-hmm. He's um, he does a job. He just doesn't do a very good one. Yeah, that's it. We, it does just feel like we're just like we how how bad have our wingers been over the championship and this season? You know, your Elliot Freers, your Jordan Roberts <sighs> scored a bloody eyebrow at the weekend. Um, <laughs> you know, Janelli's peaks and troughs not great. GMS hasn't been great. Else, I'm, I'm probably still missing. We had cast in here. <laughs> oh, Jesus, remember him. <laughs> we've, um, I, we, we've really not had any luck with the wingers, have we? Other than Barry Mackay, but he can score if he was an inch in front of a barn. <laughs> Barry Mackay got another assist at the weekend. I think he has had, say, for, for I need to, I'm going to have a look at this and I'll, I'll tweet. I'm sure out of our last, like, say, Eight goals we've scored. Barry McKay must have had six assists from it. it Aye, must, quality. Be, must be around that. All he needs to do is get that uh, monkey off his back of scoring a goal, mm-hmm. and he'll be sorted. Because it does look like now, and I, I don't know if he had any chance at Saint Mirren game, but it does look like he's trying a bit hard when he gets in front of goal. Mm-hmm. There've been a couple of times this season you go, you could have scored there if you just. Chill do it a bit. I mean, that's easy for me to say so here. <laughs> we are we are left feel like a seven iron. Mackay's <laughs> um, been playing as a ten a lot as well. But aye. yeah, we need we need wingers. Very very much hope that we secure third. We've got Europe next season with the Scottish Cup going our way, and we go and get Regan Charles Cook from Ross County. I hope we bring him in as one of our highest earners. He's shown what he can do in a Ross County side. <laughs> in a Ross County side. Imagine what he could do with quality all around him. Cutting in from that wing, banging them away, assists. He's a he's a 10 goals, 10 assists, a season player. you know, And he's very suited to Scottish football. Just go and chuck money at him and get him in. Right? One hearts. Um, by GMS, Hammy. Think he's done as well? Could you see him going out in the summer? Um, nah, not particularly. I think he'll stick a boot. Um, I do think we should be trying to get a bit better than him, but uh, I wait and see. He's, he seems like a good player to have around. He's, he, I think he's our second highest goal scorer. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, ah, it's. He's one of the few players from the field that's actually getting goals. I say that he's not scored in a while, like, but um, or mm-hmm. assisted probably. But I think he's a decent player to have around. I wouldn't quite say get rid of him. Yeah, mm. interesting. Was Barry Mackay out of the contract in the summer? <laughs> no. Was it a two-year deal he signed? Yeah, it's a two-year deal, and people are already crying for Barry Mackay to get offered a new contract now. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would agree with that. Yeah, get the like, ball rolling at least. I think. Right, give him a, a deal. The thing is, if I was to ask you, is, and uh, this is this is a weighted question, considering the what we've just discussed. Who's the best player? Who's the best outfield player at Hearts? Probably Barry Mackay. Oh, there's an argument for like, say, when Benny's on top form. Mm-hmm. But certainly, Barry Mackay is in a top. Two at the club outfield players. Craig Gordon's obviously an elite goat on a different level. Um, but you don't let players like that go into that 
what happened with John Souter getting into that. Oh shit, suddenly it's the 1st of January. The clubs are free to speak to this guy now. Jarvie, come on now. This is hearts we're talking about. It's what we do with all our players. Well, it's a new regime. <laughs> I trust that Larry McKay will be signing a four-year deal this summer. <laughs> no, you're right, though. This is the time we need to start getting it. Right. Deal with stuff proactively for once. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, aye, GMS, I mean, interesting, Hammy. wasn't expecting a defence of GMS there, but well, <laughs> statistically, he did start the season well, so fair enough. Um, right, Liam Boyce, he had three, he was on the end of three very good quality crosses, a pretty clear-cut goal-scoring chance. Could have had a hat-trick, you could say. Like, what, what's happening with Boyce? I, th- I think ever since we, we maybe said he could get 20 goals first time since John Robertson he's I don't even know if he's scored since he's been missing penalties and all sorts it's just yeah I don't know if it so we maybe a wee bit we talk about confidence and you know Barry Mackay once he gets that goal it's I don't know if it's similar to that that Boyce has just hit a really bad patch at the moment because there were three headers you talk about they were like a striker should be scoring them I think Mm -hmm. Um, at least one of them yeah, you can make a bit of a defence, a player in front of a player, but a good striker scores them. They were great balls in the box, and like they're what six yards out ish, maybe yeah, a bit yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we need a striker that scored in those type of chances. Yeah, it's bizarre, wasn't it? Do do you think Boyce has been on and off with this um, troublesome calf of his? Um, and yeah, I guess he hasn't had a good run of form. Or, or fitness since December now, you could say, since before the break anyway. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it keeps picking up minutes, gets some goals, you know, then goes into the split in better form. I think it's very unlikely he's going to get the 20 goal mark now, maybe something more closer to 15, 16, but still not a bad season from him at the end of the day. Um, won't slate him anymore. He's still a very important player. Liam Boyce. I agree. I agree. Yeah. He will come back to good form. Some head in practice and training, though, would be good, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was just looking up his goals there. 28 appearances, 14 goals. Yeah, you can't complain at that. <laughs> and with a caveat that a few of them are penalties, but still, mm-hmm. that's a decent return. Yeah. That's a decent return. No. Um, there was a red for Ronan in the first half. Um, quite a horrific challenge, really. Um, <laughs> wee bit more malice, and it, it could easily broke Benny's leg. You know, yeah. Simple as that. So it was the, the right decision. <clears throat> uh, to be fair to the submitting commentary team, I was watching at home, uh, half-time, full-time, uh, they, they totally agreed that it was a red card. But inside the stadium, the fans were going nuts. <laughs> they thought Benny had somehow dived in that challenge. They were chanting, cheat, cheat, cheat. And they were just going nuts on booing every time he got the ball. Um, aye, some right weird fucking Paisley. I mean, they've got a Celtic shop at their stadium. Shut up. Aye. Absolute tin pot club. <laughs> so, you know, um, they were also riled up because they had a couple of penalty claims. Um, Woodburn was quite clumsy in the box. Seen them given. Um, Benny handball from a corner there was no chance but that just threw fuel on the fire for Benny like Fokward trying to pull up chairs uh, at that point uh, get it right up you and there was a Halkett handball near the end where he literally couldn't have turned his body any further away from the cross again get it up you Simmerin um, so yeah uh, Boyce had another chance as well it was like a one on one and he got the ball trapped under his foot and you've seen him do that before it's like a funny be uh, personality trait. <laughs> if as he just seems to buckle for his first touch in a one-on-one. Um, a further goal, uh, Paddy. I I'm, I'm, imagine my shock when Barry McKay played a beautiful cross into uh, Ellis Sims, who had his initial one-on-one save, but managed to get it in on the follow-up. Persistent, uh, very persistent. Yeah, yeah. I've seen seen a few people saying. Uh, Ellis Sims isn't a natural finisher. 
he's a bit of a funny player, isn't he? It feels like he's, if you are playing a lot of football manager at the moment, Falkirk save, it's going fantastic. Um, <laughs> you, you would give Ella Sims like a 20 for positioning, but probably like a nine for finishing. <laughs> I think that would be fair. He's always in the right place, isn't he? Yeah, I would agree with that. He's. I actually think he had a chance near the end of the game where he uh, pulled out a good save for the keeper. He'd done better with that chance than he'd done with the one he scored in. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the second, when he, you know, he sort of mucks up the, f- the first effort, the keeper saves it. I actually think scoring the goal was harder than the first chance as well. He get he, such a tight angle, he manages to get it in. But um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I would agree. He's. he's when he gets one on one, and I'm I'm not that confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that eh? he's yeah. a funny player, but he's still. Well, how many goals has he scored now? Was that his fourth? Was it? Yeah, I think you're right. I. I'll check. Must be four goals and five appearances now. Two of them off the bench or something. Uh, he is on eight appearances and three goals. So again, that's a decent return. Yeah. Um, Motherwell, Dundee, Simmerham. Yeah, that's decent. When you think Kevin Kyle's numbers was like eight or nine goals when he came in the January to the season end, and it, he's kind of known as like this mythical figure that came in and scored bags of goals. <laughs> Sims is going to get close to those numbers for a January loan signing, you know, a centre-forward coming in. That is good numbers. So, um, but aye, he is a funny player to watch, but he certainly knows what he's doing. He's an old, old-fashioned centre forward. I think he's always plays between the sticks. Um, yep. He's just, he just knows where to be to to get the best out against these defenders. So, happy days. Um, here's the big, big question for you. Then, Aberdeen on Wednesday. You saw what kind of form Boyce was in. Sims is still tucking them away when he wants. Who do you start? Do you drop boys? Do you play them both? Mess with that new shape? What do you do? I would, me personally, I would start with Sims. It's a bit like the hot hand they do in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. Sims is playing well. Um, and you know what? It might make boys sort of click and go, shit, right? Maybe I need to, I might get that fire going for boys to actually hit the back of the net. I'd bring them on. Like, um, Especially because we're at home, I don't see there's any point in only playing one up top. Go for it. Fair enough. Well, for you, Paddy, would you chuck Sims in there or just stick with boys for another game? Uh, yeah, I, I would. I, I'd agree with Hammy. Chuck the hot hand in. Um, he's not going to do it, but I do agree with that. It should be Sims. Um, like, I really do like boys, but maybe maybe he could just be a, a bit tired. He does get played an awful lot. Hmm. Yeah, I see what happens. I think I uh, wouldn't be surprised either way, to be honest. The one thing is, I don't think Boyce is much of an impact sub, um, but I think Sims is. I think defences go off, for Christ's sake. We've got a massive guy who's also fast here <laughs> coming on. Um, he's looked really quite frightening coming off the bench. So bye. we shall see. Um, second goal. Benny and Devlin charged forward. It's like, what is going on here, by the way? Um, Benny, a lovely through ball to Sims. Uh, and like you already said, Tammy, saved the one-on-one, but Cammy, fucking Devlin, with the follow-up for his first goal for the club. you delighted for him. I was so happy when I Aye. saw it was him that scored. <laughs> yeah. He just, he just, like I say, I don't even expect him to be getting loads of goals, but he just deserves a goal. He's putting so much work and. You know, he started off the move as well. It was a proper great run. I've, I've seen a lot of people talking about how he's just a heedless chicken and he runs a lot. Get it, Ringes. He <laughs> ran loads and he scored a goal. <laughs> yep. Well said. Do you think this would calm him down? Nope. If anything, it's just going to rile him up even more. <laughs> oh, it was good. Uh, good for him to score right in front of the... The, the Hearts fans that way stand as well because you're when you're like right on the pitch there in, in Paisley. Um aye, nice moment for him. Very happy for you. Um one Aussie to another uh, Cameron's favourite player, Nathaniel Atkinson. What did you make of his performance on Saturday? Um 
if I'm honest with you, I can't really remember much of them. Um, that, that's I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, my, my note is Nathaniel Atkinson was quiet which isn't a bad thing <laughs> I, I couldn't really remember I can tell you really anything he did which yeah it's fine we, well, did, we seemed very solid defensively so good mm-hmm. wouldn't it be wild if he can't play right wing back but he's actually quite decent at right back <laughs> <laughs> That was just Cameron's brain would just explode. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking we, we were very solid defensively. Um, and I was thinking, Christ, Craig, Craig Gordon was quiet, not one shot on target <laughs> by sudden. Um, like, it's mental they're challenging for like fourth place. <laughs> to, to be fair, like Ronan getting sent off, they play with two tens, he's one of them. We had Craig Halkett back. We had yeah, them down to 10 men, our change in formation. I think it was just a bit of everything, just everything kind of clicked at the same time. Didn't it? They've got a new manager as well. Um, oh yeah, new manager bounce. <laughs> I, I tell you about a season of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had a couple of new managers and we got no bounce. I um, so yeah, I think the sending off probably, well, will will have helped us, um, um, mm-hmm. and and we. But I'd I'd still think we played very well though, which mm-hmm. is a change. Usually yeah. here the last few weeks we've been saying how fucking shit it's been, but no, we did we did play well. We took our chances, um, and on another day we could have scored five or six. Yeah, no, we really could have. We could have. I uh, yeah, I read a, a stat today. That- not one of the 42 clubs in the top four flights of Scottish football have got a three-one streak at the moment. Jeez. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. And also, a funnier stat is Race Rovers haven't won a game in 11, 11 matches. Get it fucking up, though. <laughs> Race Rovers now, well. I wonder if that's because they absolutely judas their entire fan base, sponsors, players. Exactly. <laughs> Bringing embarrassment to the cinch. <laughs> um, yeah, Craig Halkett um, coming back into the team it's just bizarre isn't it Craig Halkett and John Sewer you just instantly you've went from sitting with clenched arse cheeks to just sitting back relaxed watching us at the back hey, it's, um, yeah, so it's obviously a big shame that John Sewer's leaving in the summer but still fuck him um, but I, Craig Halkett's just very good at football now. It's, I don't know what to say. <laughs> He's just, I think we miss his strength and his, um, his tackling. And, you know, when I was talking about Civic about attacking the ball, Halkett's one of the best at it. He just, mm-hmm. He's just a big unit at the back. And I think we have missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's an intelligent player too, Halkett. I think he organises the back line well. Um, especially set pieces, he'll, he'll organise it and he's the one that always heeds it away. You know, he knows where it's where the danger area is and he's going to be there. He takes accountability and he deals with it. Uh, what a guy. When we when we all go to Europe on our jollies, I'm going to get a big Craig Halkett banner made up, I decided. <laughs> nice. Like Craig Halkett, but William Wallace kind of this thing. Is, this is some turn from you, Jarvie. <laughs> I know, I know, but I pulled my hands up. I mean, the thing is, he was he was pish <laughs> for a time, especially in the championship. There's no denying that, but players could improve, and he's done exactly that. <laughs> and fuck John Sewer. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you follow me on Twitter, you would have seen that I'd done some maths, which is always dangerous. I had a, a look at season averages for points, finishing third to see where we were at Um, because following that win at the weekend there, we now on 46 points with 10 games left to play, uh, including the post split five. That means we could potentially finish on 76 points. That would be incredible, but entirely unrealistic. The the average amount of points finishing third over the last four full seasons, bloody COVID, is 67 points. So that means we need to pick up 21 more points to get there However, looking at the 
looking at the points for what would have got you third place, like i.e. just above fourth, is 60 points. And also looking at how much other teams are picking up points from one another, it certainly looks like 60 points would do the job. They'd get us in third and get us to Europe. So we, that just means we just need 14 points to pretty much secure third. You know, that's just four and a bit wins. This is when hearts do their thing. <laughs> well, I feel like we've already been through our thing. I feel like we're now on the peak again. Yeah, I'd agree. It's mental that it's only five games till the split, though. <clears throat> it is. We've got five gla- five games pre-split. None of them are against the old firm. We've got Hibs at home. We've got Aberdeen at home on Wednesday, obviously. You When's know, the Hibs game? It's the last game before the, the split. Oh, is it? So, yeah, I mean, win against Aberdeen. Every win's huge now. You know, you're just three points closer. We're very, very close now to get into that 60-point mark, which should do it. So, Moonhearts. Moon. Um, Hammy, Jambles kickback. I guess you've got a, a treasure chest of options this week. Uh, what have you got for us? Back away and don't talk a lot of shame. Well, I'm going with the present, uh, uh, Javi, because. Andy Halliday signed a new two-year deal today, and <laughs> I have never known a player to divide the heart support quite as much as Andy Halliday. And <laughs> I don't even think he's that bad. I think he's all right, right? But yeah. the way people go on about him, it is like he is not a football player. So we'll start off, and I'm only going to go with the ones that are criticising him, because to be fair to Jamal's kickback, a lot of the posts were like, ah, it's decent signing. But the other ones, that's a poor decision. Um, can only think it's due to him being Robbie's mate. We need to be looking at improving on players like him, GMS, Janelli, etc., to take us to the next level. Hopefully, he's been told to give up his Rangers podcast stuff. Remember, he's criticised because he talks about Rangers as well. Mm-hmm. Another one says, for me, it's a wasted wage. Versatile is about as much as I'd say for him. Doesn't do one thing very well does lots of things either poorly or average should be called to cut out the Rangers chat and his media duties in fact I don't think current players at heart should have their own media duties old-fashioned of me maybe where's the line between social media and media don't know don't like it though and I would say strange decision he was averaging the championship and looks out his depth in the premiership decisions like these really don't inspire confidence in the club's ambition um, a year would have been sufficient. Won't be happy if this means we lose Haring. I mean, we talked about that earlier on. Um, mm. Pure madness. Nielsen giving out contracts like confetti to over-the-hill pals. I don't think 31's over the hill. I'm just saying, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. I don't yeah. think he's even turned 31 yet. <laughs> no, 30's not over the hill then. <laughs> um, I could fill a dressing room with people who would be popular in the dressing room. What a crap reason for giving a player who has finished a two-year contract. Utter madness from Nielsen. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Um, one says, has three decent games or something and gets chucked a contract extension. Strange one. And um, the last one says, I don't think Halliday is very good. I also don't like the Rangers stuff. I think we could get better players in the summer. I hope we do get better players in the summer. All in all, I didn't expect this and I don't like it at all. <laughs> there we go so I would say though the, most of the people are very much like you know it's not the end of the world but mm-hmm. just some people just hate Halliday um, yeah. really hate them. I hated them before it was cool as well now everyone's <laughs> like nah. um, oh, you did you hated Halliday you were the one <laughs> when we were rumoured to be when we were linked to Halliday you were going no 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 <laughs> Yeah. Right, so, um, do you want what Jambo's kickback is so glorious? Um, see the bit about being good for the dressing room, and that's such a poor excuse to sign on. I actually disagree with that. About you need you need somebody that is good for the dressing room, and if he has taken some of the younger players under his arm, that is a, definitely a good thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, that's that's my five pence on that. <laughs> The thing is as well, see what see what Andy Halliday. And it'll be the same with Cy Ferry at Peter Heads when they play against, you know, part timers and that. 
like a lot of young players will be a bit starstruck when they help. And they will be because in this intense football bubble, open goal will be everything to them and what these guys get up to. Oh my God, that's Andy Halliday. And then if they're a Rangers fan, which let's face it, a lot of um, youth footballers are, um, you know, they're just going to look up to him even more. So that's just the, the world we live in in Scotland, isn't it? There's Rangers yeah, exactly. and Celtic through the core of many, many people. Even Robbie Nielsen came through Rangers as a young, shorter-haired man. So... Um, a bit of a, a weird Rangers rant there from me. Do apologise. Hi, <laughs> um, thank you, Hammy. Um, <clears throat> club legend or cult hero? You went. Who's first? You went first, Paddy. Mark DeFries. Yes, I did. You went first, um, and that went down really well. We actually had a 50-50 split on Instagram if he was a cult hero or a club legend. And that is exactly what we're looking for in this segment. Paddy, well done. Um, 70 30 on Twitter, though. I think that's because of a bit of a, um, an older age demographic. Yeah, I was going to say Instagram, that's, that does show that we've got quite a good demographic of people that listen to us. So thank you very yeah. much. Interesting. Then, Hammy, I don't think you understood how <laughs> the segment worked. I wasn't here to say no, Hammy, last week. Jules uh, Rousset. <laughs> A clear club legend and reflected on all the social medias quite heavily. He's locked in legend material. Um, I've got noted here, Cameron, you're up this week. Who have you got for us? Fucking boo. <laughs> <laughs> I've got another one if you want me to go. <clears throat> oh, go. Why not, Paddy? Chuck a name out there and we'll, we'll see what happens. Who have you got? Very much from the same era as I've not done research on this, by the way. It sort of just popped into my head. Right. Um, it's French, from the same era as Marc de Vries. His right, first yeah. name is Jean, and his surname is Louis Valois. All right, okay, okay. I I think I know which way this is going to go. Yeah, I think I do as well. <laughs> I think he's... Club hero. <laughs> cult hero, yeah, cult hero. Um, did he, how much did he really do after that derby? <laughs> He, no. he got mad at the match in that game where the free scored four. That's that not because he assisted all four of those goals? Uh, and the free scored two goals like in the last five minutes. All these goals count. Yeah, that's... Uh, I, I mean, he, he only played yeah, two yeah. seasons. Played for Luton Town before Hearts, Jarvie. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did not know that. That's some um, step up from that tiny, tiny little club. <laughs> uh, two goals in 49 games. Yeah, yeah he's a cool hero. Uh, I think he's like a, <clears throat> a Josh Ginelli off his day. He brought <laughs> sexy to hearts, though. He did, he did. It was like, who is this guy after that debut? Um, but yeah, he he to that game is our Josh Ginelli to that Scottish Cup final against Celtic. <laughs> I think. Um, any comments, Sammy? No, I'm going to go with cult <laughs> hero. But Jarvie, there is some breaking hearts news. No oh, way! Oh, right. Remember your uh, season-long bet about Finlay Pollock? No. <laughs> oh no. He's uh, away to East Fife on loan for the rest of the season. I'll <laughs> oh, be getting that crispy £20 note ready, Jarvie. <laughs> well, a big wager as well, eh? 20 quid. <laughs> oh, if, if, you, if you don't know, listen, it was a bet I had with Cameron that Finlay Pollock would make, I think it was 600 minutes yes. this season for Hearts. Because you have to remember all of the, um, like the League Cup group games he was featuring in, and it was before we signed Cammy Devlin, before we signed Barry Mackay and stuff. Um, and I, we thought, well, I, well, we, I thought he was gonna get some game time. So, oh well, you win some, you lose some. Very good, Cameron. I was wondering if we tied up third, then Finley Pollock could have got all the games post split. I've been kind of waiting to see if that was going to happen. 
Um, but Nielsen did say on Scarf in the funnel that he was getting loaned out in February, and it's literally, I think, today, <laughs> the 28th of February, yeah, the last think, day they could. I think this is actually the cutoff for the loans window today. Makes a lot of sense now that you say that, right enough. So, <clears throat> fair enough. I hope he has a smashing end of the season. He's done, he's just been head and shoulders above anyone else in the under 18s league. So, yeah, no, no reserve league, of course. So, Fair, fair play 20 quid coming to yours Cameron <laughs> Dick <laughs> um, right Aberdeen on Wednesday um, going into this game there's one huge piece of news Hammy what about that match day programme eh? yes I would encourage all of our listeners uh, going to the game on Wednesday pick up a match day programme because the podcast has done its second feature-length piece in it, um, where we talk about the season so far and the uh, the rest of the season. Actually, um, it's been described by the sort of New York Times and everything as a masterpiece as well. So, um, we're up for our second Pulitzer. <laughs> so yeah, no, um, it was a game we, we really enjoy uh, reading and writing it. Um, we. We obviously wrote this before we beat St Mirren, so you know heats were down a little bit. But I think we um, we looked at it pragmatically, um, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, no, I think just thinking about the rest of the season and, and the rest of the games we looked at in the Scottish Cup and things. So I don't want to spoil it too much. You'll have to go out and buy it. Hmm. Right. Just to to try and sell it to even more listener. Put it this way: the first draft, which was done, if you won't mind me saying. Well, it was kind of the two of you, wasn't it? Uh, no, you... no, no, Cameron. Cameron as well. I don't want to be taken. No. It was drafted. <laughs> it was the first draft <laughs> by the podcast, which Simon then pointed out, you just simply couldn't send and expect to go in the programme because it was so very, quite direct on recent performances and Mr. Nielsen. So it's been tastefully edited to make <laughs> the cut, but it's still very much worth a read. Um and I just remember to to still pick up your match day programs. The whole point in this is for us to promote the experience. There's a lot of football clubs going electronic. Um, match programs mean so much, especially when you're you're a wee boy or girl. So yeah. keep them going. Keep supporting the match day programs. They're fantastic, um, and they're they're a great read. There's some some genuinely some fantastic content in there. Yep. Um, we also got Dundee United away this Saturday. Um, so by the way, when we record next week, we'll have two games to go through. Um, I won't be here. I'll be in Spain by then. <laughs> Get it up, yay! <laughs> um, so, Hammy, buy or sell? Yes, buy or sell. So we'll go through last week's ones first. Uh, as usual, when I do buy or sell, I don't look at the choices before I read them out because it's quite funny. But we'll, we'll go through last week's. Jarvie, you went here so you bought all of it we thought that was hilarious but you actually did pretty well <laughs> um so the first one was hearts to win simon paddy myself and twitter sold that <laughs> jarvey and instagram were the only buyers so the only ones to get points well done both <laughs> yes. um again similarly quite negative over hearts over 1.5 goals for hearts uh simon bought it jarvey you bought it obviously Cameron bought it and Instagram bought it. Me, Paddy, and Twitter sold. Uh, Twitter sold absolutely everything. Um, so did I, so did I, know, I. I bought one. Uh, Sims to score. Uh, myself and Jarvie and Cameron bought that and so did Instagram, actually. So again, Instagram had a great week. And an own goal in the game. The only person to buy that was Jarvie and Paddy. You got that. <laughs> zero <laughs> points. <laughs> yes, Paddy, you got zero on the week. Uh, the league leaders, Twitter, only got one this week. They were very, very negative. Um, poor them. I got two. Simon also got two. Jarvie, you got three. Um, I'll probably have to do a steward's inquiry because apparently Cameron got four. He does Absolute it, so. bullshit. No <laughs> way. Cameron and Instagram, they get four each. 
So I'll quickly go through the running totals. There's been 100 questions asked, apparently. Um, bottom of the league table is Paddy on 44. Next up, we go to Simon and myself on 52. Then it's Cameron on 53. Jarvie, you're on 57. Instagram, 59. And Twitter on 62. So, Jarvie, you're, you're, you've reeled them right in. Wow. Well done. Well, to take a week off more often, eh? <laughs> well, well, you are. Guess yeah. who's buying all this week? Simon <laughs> and Cameron. Right, so got four choices here, and this covers both the games we've got. So the first one is over 7.5 shots on target versus Aberdeen, and there's a note that says we averaged 7.3 over the last three league games. Bye. Paddy, buys. Over the last three games, that was against... Um, that was against Dundee, St. Johnson. Um, that's quite high. I'm surprised by that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll think I'll buy that. Aye. I'll buy that. I'm going to sell it because I'm a big negative Nancy. And Cameron and Simon buying it. They're very positive this week. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about this. Second question, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but Sims to start mm. the Aberdeen. So I'm going to buy. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. Sell. Ooh. <laughs> Boys till you die. <laughs> well, no, it's not my decision, but I would start <laughs> Sims, but. I don't really know what goes through Robbie's head. <laughs> I'm not sure I it's safe for that. me to know. I do sort of get that. I think he's, like we've mentioned a lot, he's very stubborn. So Yeah, <clears> you could play both of them, you know. You could see yeah. Woodburn out yeah. one of the 10 Sims play up front. Um, so the next two questions are a bit doublers. Are doublers. So Hearts under 2.5 goals conceded across the next two games. Um, now we've conceded four across our last four games, so mm. was it so buy if it's under 2.5? Yeah. yeah, I'll buy that. Halkett's yeah, back, that, maybe Greg Halkett. <laughs> <laughs> I am also going to buy it. Yeah, Atkinson's the best right back in the league. This <laughs> is also true. <clears throat> Right, and the last two, eh, the last one, sorry, Hearts to take six points from the next two games. And as the wee note just says, would surely confirm third place. I think it would, yep. Uh, six I, points for the next two. I'll buy that, actually. Did we not pump Dundee United earlier in the season up at Tanadice? <laughs> we did. <laughs> Tanadice. <laughs> wow. Sounds so exotic. Um, yeah, it worked for me last week, so why not? I'm gonna buy it. I mean, Cameron clearly knew that he wasn't gonna make it and he was buying all was, of them. Yeah, so, no. I was gonna say this, I there's definitely a conspiracy around this. Um, so Cameron buys, I'm gonna sell that. I don't think we'll get six. I think, um, I think Aberdeen's gonna be tricky on Wednesday and Dundee United. Uh, I get that as well. Aberdeen always seemed to play well against us. Aberdeen's record in Edinburgh is terrible. And oh, they, haven't, yeah. they haven't won in their last eight. It's almost as bad as a record in Perth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just generally their last eight games failed to win it. Um aye. Yeah, a good game on Wednesday. I'm looking forward to it. Aye. <clears throat> Jim Goodwin's Aberdeen rather than Jim Goodwin's St. Miriam. Mm. Yeah. Scott Brown's still stinking the place up there. Did yeah, the yeah, he is. Yep, he's is hoping he's... to be back um, fit, Jim Goodwin said after the game at the weekend, so he could be at Tincastle on Wednesday. Yep. Good I'm stuff. sure he'll get a warm welcome. Yeah. <laughs> he always does. He always does. Good. Was that Sammy? That's it for Buy or Sell this week. I will let you <clears> know um, this. Well, hopefully Cameron will be back next week to let us know the scores. Yeah, you better be. Can I have just two people on the podcast? <laughs> 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 well, who knows what the next uh, next week is going to bring with everything going on in the world. Um, I won't, go, won't get much deeper than that. 
keep well, Jambles. Um, and thanks for listening. Uh, thank you, Paddy. Thank you, Hammy, for all your time. And thanks to Padman Productions for putting all this together. If you aren't following us on social media already, you can do so and play along with Buy or Sell. We are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and if you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave a generous star rating if you enjoy the show. Even some polite words. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts. Just until March the 21st now, not long to go. <laughs> we'll see you again soon. Thank <laughs> you.